Welcome to the Sonic Shaman Show, home of the Coffee Connect and Conscious Connections. The show is dedicated to empowering you to perceive, know, be, and express your unique voice in this world without the fear of judgment of others through healing, coaching, and educational services. In each episode, Hank and his guests offer tools, techniques, and inspiration to help you step into your potency. Now, here is your host, Hank Settela. Good morning and welcome, everyone. This is such a long overdue episode. We had planned this months ago and uh, things just didn't work out timing wise. But here we are today doing the topic. And because I always butcher it, I'll let Ernie actually introduce the topic. But Ernie and I have gone way back. I think we met each other at Chamam, which is a holistic center, Richmond Heights, and several uh, holistic shows and expos in the Cleveland area. But I'll let Ernie go ahead and introduce himself and the topic so it gets pronounced correctly. <laughs> well, hello. This is Ernie Betts. And I. Uh... We're going to be uh, discussing Ho'oponopono. It's a Hawaiian words that basically it's a, a process of erasing our blockages and getting reset to zero or blank slate or without memories interfering with what our daily life is all about. And for people who don't know the history where this really gained a lot of popularity, I believe his name is Dr. Lun, if I'm remembering correctly. Right. And he was hired in a psychiatric hospital to, he, he wasn't a doctor or anything like that. He just walked around with a clipboard with all, all the charts of the patients and did this process. And lo and behold, everybody got better. And I believe they actually ended up having to close the facility because they had no patients. And like literally everybody got better. And so it really gained a lot of popularity and he traveled the world doing workshops. And that's some of the information we're sharing today about how this powerful technique can really help everybody in their life and not just the fluff and buff that you hear. Cause some people think it's just these four words and there's so much more behind about the space that you're holding while you do it. Right. Right. It's, it, it's actually pretty deep. Uh, uh, his uh, whole name is Dr. E. Haleakale Hugh Lin. But uh, to find him on the uh, internet, you can you can find on YouTube uh, Hugh H. E. W. Space L. E. N. is his last name, and there's a bunch of uh, videos of him uh, sharing his uh, talents and uh, understanding. He's worldwide coverage and goes all over the world uh, teaching uh, this technique and it's an ancient kind of like mystical technique that hawaiians use and there's all sorts of versions of it his yeah, version is the, the popular one right now yeah and it really comes down to i believe the main four like the way that most people are aware of it are four questions which you'll have to remind me i sometimes you know get them out of order or forget one <laughs> it's uh the the phrases are i'm so sorry i love you please forgive me i thank you and there's even songs with it and uh to 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 use to help cleaning or just uh, use that but it's uh, phrases of uh, like english the other thing is that uh, it's, it's it's very deep it's uh, you go into the subconscious and actually have divine state erase your subconscious memories and that's when it really is effective 
Yeah. I think he explains in a lot of his workshops that the problem isn't um, other people or things, it's the data. It's the the mm -hmm. way that we are storing the data of our perceived experience, which all comes down to like the lenses that we look at the world through that taints mm -hmm. what it actually is with this past idea about it. And then that's where all the the trouble comes. And I love if you watch any of his workshops, it's great because anybody who asks a question, he immediately calls him out and says, that's bullshit. <laughs> and and he, he's like, you wouldn't, if you were clean, you wouldn't ask that question. And right. it really getting, he calls it getting back to zero, getting back right. to zero and, and taking responsibility for everything. And then you can begin to change anything is kind of the macro view of it. Right. He, he, he's got his own uh, uh, terminology, but uh, yeah, the, the, the data is actually uh, based in uh, subconscious emotional memories of things that we've experienced that were like negative. Like we were disappointed, we were shocked, trauma. All of those things get stored in the subconscious and, uh, and they're the source of the blockage of us seeing things as it truly are. It's like you you didn't like Uncle Tom, and uh, this person that comes into your life looks like Uncle Tom, reminds you of Uncle Tom, and you have a tendency not to like this guy, and you haven't even met him yet. Right. And that's all from the ego basing things off of prior data, prior data, prior data. Right. And what would it take to take the prior data and erase it so you can just have a pure experience? That's where you start to come into like that ever-present moment of now, not basing things off of past experiences and just what you actually know instead. Yeah, it's a, well, it's a kind of a, a common concept that's, you know, shared a bunch of techniques. And uh, when you get things that are kind of in common, then they're kind of talking about the same thing. They just talk about it differently. And, and, I was going to say, and as a reminder to everyone, if you have questions or comments, we love the conversation to kind of flow around where you want the energy to go. See a couple people saying good morning, good morning to everyone that's joining us. Uh, and just out of curiosity, like the first time I ran into this, I think I was at like an herb fair, like a, a locally, like a, a lavender herb fair, and someone just did a little talk on it, and I got a little bit of a taste of it. Where did you first find out about it? And I'm curious if it worked, like when you started just using the initial tools, did it work for you? Because I had some friends who they they just did the words, I think, and right. it never was really effective. And so let's talk about how you found it and then also bridge mm -hmm. from like the basic things to how to shift the space you hold while you use them. Well, uh, I get together, uh, well, we used to get together uh, uh, monthly, uh, a little uh, spiritual group, a little Sufi group, and we would do chanting. And and there was a chant that included the, the Ho'oponopono. And... That was years ago, and uh, I got curious about it, and I just you know looked it up, and uh, that's where I found a, a number of sources. There's a number of Hawaiian sources for sure, and different people singing this song, and then there was uh, Dr. Hugh Len giving, uh, being interviewed by two different groups of people, and there was nine segments to it. It's still out there, and it was just curious and uh, I've watched it dozens of times and I've, I've used the practice you know every now and then and I'm, I plan on using even more because I've been studying just for this presentation here and I watched this uh, another video of his where it's uh, over an hour long and it's in Japan and it's uh, 
these kinds of diagrams and stuff like that, which are a little bit of a challenge to follow along, but it basically is divinity coming down and into our conscious and subconscious and letting the divinity help us erase our mental imprints. And we don't even have to know it that well as far as why do I feel bad, you know, or how come I'm not making money? How come my job sucks, you know, stuff like that. And then all I did is that to clear out yourself. And then when you do that, yeah, the, the, what's left is divinity or inspiration. And you sort of like take a different take on things. You know. yeah. One of the ways that he described it in the classes that he did in the U.S. or probably Hawaii, if I remember right, where he was teaching, he had like a whiteboard on the on the wall. And mm -hmm. he would say like this, the whiteboard represents zero. And any data about anything, anything in your subconscious, other than conscious, like you're writing on the whiteboard, that's the data that's like tainting your view of whatever is happening in the moment. And the process simply erases the data so you can get back to zero and really find what in me like you said, Uncle Tom, or I forget the name. Yeah. But, but 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 if you have this idea that Uncle Tom is an a hole, and there's this data, and then you have the perception someone reminds you of him, that's where the mm -hmm. data is tainting the the lens and the perception, and just erasing it using the tools. But really taking ownership that it's about you. It's not about mm -hmm. the guy you just met that nope. you're judging. It's about you. It's not about your uncle. It's not about your neighbors. Not about your boss. It's it's all about you and. And the cleaning is basically, he calls it to get back home. Or the, the zero state is uh, yeah, one way to look at it. Or source, get back to source, back to spirit. Um, just so that you, you, you're kind of like neutral and detached. You know, a lot of times we're motivated by, oh, I got to get a, a new car, so I got to get a job, and I got to I got to do this, got to do that. All those attachments are, are the data, and you're. You know, I don't want to. I don't want to be like my my dad. My dad had a bad car. I want to have a good car, and it's uh, all these things. If if you can release them, then all of a sudden you're talking to a friend and said, oh, I got this car. It's, I don't like it. I'm, I'm trying to get rid of it. Anybody want it? You know, type of thing. And, you know I, I've had that happen to me. My, my son gave me a car. I said, wow. He, he went off to South Korea and needed to, to deal with the car. I said, well, I'll hold on to it for a while. And so I flew out to Arizona and, and drove a car home and Sold my old car, so it's a uh, thing. Things things just happen. That, that's kind of like the way it works. Now, one thing I want to bring to everyone's attention that it, it it's not as it's not something you might think about, but now say Uncle Tom and Ernie's example mm -hmm. was mm -hmm. wonderful, and you love Uncle Tom, and now this guy because you love Uncle Tom, you <laughs> are giving him more benefit of the doubt than maybe you should. Like you're more trusting of this guy, mm -hmm. and he ends up being a crook or something like that. So mm -hmm. this is all data. All data yeah. has the ability to stick you, and sometimes the good data can mm -hmm. you stick you worse than the bad data because it kind of mm -hmm. has more ability to blindside you than right. than other things. So really important takeaway. Precisely, it doesn't that anything that kind of alters your viewpoint from just being clear and and relaxed. Once you start feeling 
nervous, upset, excited, you know, it, it, it starts throwing your vision off. And, uh, yeah. the, the whole zero state and uh, the blank slate. Blank slate was kind of uh, what uh, Shakespeare used. And, uh, you know, the, the data coming in is like, uh, it, you know, Buddha said, you know, uh, you want to, you know, in order to get to enlightenment, you just have to be, you know, um, let's see, uh, avoid, you know, clear. You just, everything is relating to clear. It's, uh, Jesus said, seek the, the kingdom of heaven within and find a pure heart. And it's the whole pure heart thing. Yeah. To bring an element from shamanism in it, from specifically the Paco tradition of Peru, mm -hmm. we, they, they, if source is all there is, everything is, if you want to label it as light or energy, however you want, all these data things are like light that is really condensed and dense. And mm -hmm. if we try, if we try to t turn our face from it, then we're cutting off part of our knowing and, and we make decisions that might be silly. So it's really important to embrace every embrace that data, love the data. That's one of the things he would say is like, mm -hmm. if you're angry, you love the anger. If you mm -hmm. feel depressed, you love the depression and you, you create the space for that density to start to spread out and to start to enlighten and to start mm -hmm. to lighten up. And that's a, a big key not to pretend that you don't have any of these things. Right. Well, it's, it's like, I'm so sorry. I love you. Please forgive me. I thank you, which is kind of contradictory to normal life. It's like, man, I don't like you. Get out of here. You know, yeah. hope bad things happen to you. Well, you're you're cursing yourself when you when you try to curse somebody else. And if you love yourself and first, and then love others around you, then the data goes away. It's it's just a it has to. <laughs> right. Just by loving it, that's a process of transformation itself. Now I'm going to ask a question that I know if it was to Dr. Len, he would, he would say it's BS. All right. But when, <laughs> when, when people start to go into this, like how do they start to be in that space? Cause it might be, it might start for some people just as a word game. I know for me, uh, getting just sober, I was given some tools that for a long time, it was just me going through the motions of using some, some language. And it wasn't till like a year after, do you have any tools of, uh, of people who have a hard time using this concept at the beginning to kind of slip into uh, being able to use it more effectively? Well, uh, the approach uh, is uh, a good one to take is what's going on within me as I experience other people or other issues? What, why am I reacting? You just examine yourself like, well, what is it? You know, forget the other person. So, what what is it? How do I feel? And what's going on? And that's where you you know the crux and the matter is. And it's it's always a hundred percent you. It's 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 not a not anything else. Not the situation. You can't blame other people. If you can er erase this, uh, address this feeling, and, and let divinity erase it or you, you work on it you know it, it, it's it's not necessarily a magic bullet all you do is you know say four phrases and it goes away but uh, it, you do a little bit of self introspection 
and uh, just to basically you're, you're looking to restore a relaxed meditative state so that if you're in that state you're closer to your inner self if you can get close to your inner self it's like you know, what do I really need do I really need to, all the lists that I have around me or can I put the list down and, and relax and and then see what I feel inspired to do and uh, that's the one I like to use is you know what's going on within me and why am I experienced these feelings being a parent now it's given me a new appreciation for taking ownership because the kids the second anything goes wrong even before we catch them doing something it's always pointing the finger at the other person max did this oliver did this and uh, they get all bent out of shape and i remember some one of my teachers said you are the common denominator in every experience you've ever had in your life and that is where all problems need to be addressed is you and there's a saying that I love in metaphysics is you are the only one in the room and so am I. And if you can really come from that space, it, it opens the door to change everything. But if there's anything that you're being a victim about and that is the other person's fault, you've just given away your power as a co-creator and the power to shift and change it because now it's happening to you instead of through you. So I invite everyone take ownership. It's uh, Rishi's Metaphysical Institute, a macro concept. It's not until you accept responsibility for everything that you can begin to change anything. And it's in that space that it's all very easily doable. But like the steps to get there are some, it's a different for everyone. Everybody gets there a different way. Any tips or tricks on taking that little downward staircase to that inner self? Well, uh, one thought comes to mind is, and this is a, uh, uh, Dr. Hugh Len, he's not a medical doctor, but he's, a, you know, I think he got a PhD. Uh, uh, your family, your mom, your dad, your children, he says, basically, they're there to bug you. <laughs> and they're pointing out your your blockages, your your data. And they do it best because they, they know how to press your buttons quicker because they learn it. Kids learn how to do it. You know, they, they say, don't do that. Don't do that. And then they run off and do it. And they say, yeah, but you weren't looking. <laughs> you know, type of thing. And, and, and so the concept is people who irritate you are pointing out what's the problem inside of you and the data inside of you. And uh, it's, uh, it's, it's, quote unquote, it's a blessing in disguise that says, well, why do I get so upset about this one situation? You know, it's like, well, because you haven't worked it out in internally. And uh, it's, uh, you know. It's, one important, oh, sorry, go ahead. Uh, that's okay. Uh, that's okay. The cat was run, running around. <laughs> Uh, so the one important, because everybody knows me, I'm kind of a word nerd. The energy behind the question, why did the universe some kind, can end up in a loop? Like, why mm -hmm. is this happening? And you end up creating another experience of the why. So I invite uh, people to use a different question. What you could ask is, what's right about this I'm not getting? What, what, have, what have I felt like this before is an NLP technique. When something triggers you, when mm -hmm. a family member's pushing your buttons, when have mm -hmm. I felt like this before? And you start to dive down and getting to that original data point that started to create the lenses of which you're looking through the world that are allowing something to continuously show up in your life. So shift the question, where, where could I heal this? What's right about this I'm not getting? When have I felt like this before? Or some, something like that to start drilling down to getting to those other than conscious uh, data points. 
Yeah, well, yeah, it's it's the same concept. <laughs> yeah, it just it's just different. It's uh, you know, the process is uh, you know can be stated different ways. And I'll try to say it as many ways as I can. But you know, we want to get to wrestling the cat again. Uh, experience absolute love, zero straight, zero state, and all memories dissolving. You know, become empty and when you're empty without the data that allows divine inspiration to come down once you get in that realm then it spreads to other people it's uh, it's you're not working on yourself to fix other people but what happens is you cut the feedback loop of why I oughta, you know, and, and you want to fight all the time. And once you stop that, the other person doesn't quite know what to do. It's like they're not playing the game the right way, you know. And it, either they'll, you know, get better or they just go away and, and, and remove themselves from your environment. And that's, that helps, uh, <laughs> that helps, uh, 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 indirectly, but uh, it's like, uh, you know, how do you want to bring peace on earth? You know, bring it to yourself first, and it it gener it spreads from there, right? And I just had a thought, and then it went poof. I hate when that happens, <laughs> so, but while I'm trying to remember whatever that was, just a reminder you can always participate in the discussion if you want to make a comment, if there's some particular area in your life where you would find this problematic to use these types of tools. Uh, you can post about the experience and we can maybe cater a tool to help you out with that particular thing. Um, but but uh, to Ernie's point, there's so many ways to say this. And we were talking about this before we went live is you'll find that the greatest truths, you find them sprinkled throughout all the different modalities, all the different spiritualities, just with different vocabulary. Mm -hmm. And then we end up arguing about whose vocabulary is right, right. <laughs> you know? So, so like, if you have learned something that is like similar to this, but not quite the same, uh, don't look at a comparison about, you know, which one's right or wrong, but what are the differences? Because in the Paco tradition, we say that the gold is in the differences. And that gives us like a little extra piece of the puzzle of how you can really apply and use the magic of that tool. So just an invitation for anyone who might have a similar um, knowing from another, another um, practice or whatnot. Sure, if they've got something they want to share, we can hear it. It's uh, 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 this theme is is spread across the globe, and uh, it's just it's just uh, not prevalent. Otherwise, there'd be a little bit more peace and calm in the in the universe. And but we can't be we can't be focused on the other person. It's really it's between you and God or you and spirit or you and whatever entity you want or just you and yourself and, and the, what happens is sometimes our data or issues are experienced between you and a family member and and you just can't get that family member to see it your way well it's the answer is erase it from your side you know forget about the issue you know, don't focus on the issue and the other person just won't have anything to play with anymore it's, it's like well I, I don't care i don't care if you make the 
turkey upside down or something or whatever <laughs> it does. It's, it's okay. You know? Or I would say like, yeah, it's not relevant anymore once you take that charge off. And uh, just to offer one example, way back when Aradia's Garden was still open on the east side of Cleveland, which was like a metaphysical shop, there used to be this healing chair. And I was working on a girl who had lupus. And I got kind of this awareness that the, the, these things that were manifesting for her were between a, a thing between her and her father. And she was in the program of AA as well. So I had said, well, you know, do clean up your side of the street, make a list, do an amends. And she wrote her dad this letter, like really kind of taking this, like really from the space of I'm taking care of everything that has to do with me around this and wrote a letter to him. Uh, wrote a check to him for some money that she owed. She sent it to him. Now her dad also had lupus incidentally. Uh, he, so, <laughs> so, so he, so he gets, he gets this letter. Uh, he writes a letter back, cleaning up his side of the street, sends the money back. No, you can use this more right now. I'm financially set for the time being. And both of their lupuses went away. So, <laughs> so that, that's just to say that sometimes when these data points are so so impacting to us that it could actually have an effect on the physical body. But I don't know if Dr. Lund talks about that, but I'm, I'm offering that just to show like how potent it could be to get rid of the data points and clearing up the places where you judged yourself and you judged others, whatever vocabulary you want to use and really transform that energy of, of what amazing things can happen energetically, physically, spiritually, and, and all levels. Oh yeah, he he definitely mentions it. He he talks about you know the spiritual, mental, and physical levels, and that uh, you know as far as he's concerned, that they're all tied together, and this uh, cleansing. I mean, you just can't count on all your diseases going away, but they can be uh, triggered by all these uh, emotional stress especially if they've been going on for years, uh, if you uh, get to the clean slate, uh, you know, it, it's an improvement. There are things get better, or at least you're removing stress in a life that, of someone who's got multiple illnesses. Releasing the stress will help heal them just all by itself. They'll be, have more energy to fight whatever they're, fighting and some people actually you know get a whole lot better right and actually just having the expectation of healing can mm -hmm. can can limit the healing because you're, you're like oh, yeah. when, when when my client did this letter she had no i didn't even tell her that i felt that this was tied to the lupus really mm -hmm. I, I just i just said that this is something i'm picking up on or, or whatnot and she did all that action really just to clean up her energy she had right. no expectation of anything, but if, if someone goes into a healing expecting I'm going to get A, B, C, and D, you can probably be confident that they won't get A, B, C, and D. <laughs> but, but, but if you can go in and really have no point of view about what you receive or don't receive, that's when like the space can be held for these huge shifts to happen and wow. for the, you know, people bring their own healing with them in that respect. Well, it's, uh, you know, I've been watching some other, uh, you know, lectures and stuff and and basically uh the neurons uh you know for for the brain they were trying to figure out you know where does a memory sit inside of the cells and they came to the conclusion there there is no place in the physical body where the thinking goes on it's around the energy of each cell and if it's then energy then it's affected by energy and spirit and matter it's more non-physical than physical 
course, we get a brain injury or something, you know, you, you have a hard time connecting to your own thinking, but it's not the physical brain that's doing it. It's the, the energy around each cell and amassing and forming our aura and heart energy is creating our aura also and tying into our emotional and spiritual body. It's uh, where physical and mental and emotional and they all tie together. And it's, it's nice that this technique can work on all of them actually. And that reminds me of another story. This is somebody I can tell you who off air because I, I think you might know who it is, mm -hmm. uh, that they, they actually had a brain surgery where the doctor cut out a huge portion of the brain. And when they woke up, they literally had to relearn how to walk and to talk and to do everything. They, it was just like a child, but in an adult right. body having to relearn right. everything. And uh, they had no memories of their childhood and they continued to work on themselves. And uh, they had like a direct connection. Like she would always like have a, a direct connect with God, like talking from source and everything. And there mm -hmm. was one day that uh, they had come to a conversations with God meetup and I was talking about my son, taking them to uh, one of those little kid parks, a Memphis kitty park, which is a local place. And all of a sudden she goes, I remember when I was on my porch and my grandma made homemade ice cream and it had been years. This is like, she was told what she remembered. And mm -hmm. this was the first time she like connected with the memory and that brain had been cut out. Mm -hmm. And I, I just think it's a great Testament that the, the where all that data is stored, it's all available. Uh, of all, it's all available, like your memories right. and more, if you can hold the space into that field of energy for it. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a, a lot more conscious of the spirit and, and energy than I ever was. Cause it's, it's, uh, some people call it, it's the, you know, the unreal part of reality and, and other spiritual groups say it's more real on the other side than it is on the physical side. Because there's, there's nothing that doesn't vibrate. There's, there, there is no solid object per se. You know, they're all made out of electrons. And electrons are and protons, and they're moving around like crazy. They're uh, an electron is like a, they can't even take a picture of an electron. It's like an electron cloud. It's moving so fast, and that's everything. So that, that lets us. Uh, uh, walk into a room and feel different. I, I like this room. I don't like that room. You know, I don't want to go to Franklin Castle because it's spooky and scary and I don't want to take an entity home with me or something <laughs> like that. And uh, uh, and other times you walk into places and say, wow, this is really done well. It's nice. And uh, uh, Dr. Hulan would say, yeah, you, you could talk to your chairs your room, your environment, and 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 share the neutralness. You can take away the data that they have. It's like every molecule has a consciousness and a memory. They just can't jump up and talk to you. But if you're intuitive, you can feel things like you know, pick up kinetic energy and and, and say, "Hey, this is somebody's ring," and they were mad at somebody <laughs> or something. But, and and that's especially a, a thing for empaths. And empaths are probably some of the people in this world that have the greatest potency to start cleaning the environment because they're aware of so much that if they implement it to like this, it would be like um, 
like uh, really cleaning up for the world. We had one comment from Mary and uh, we welcome anybody who has a comment or uh, a question if you want us to cater to a specific scenario or anything like that. But she was just saying she had a wonderful outcome when I put my emotions about the words in a situation. And that's a, a perfect thing. Like just when you, when you really take it to heart with the emotions and things, cause that's where, especially if we get imprints from places, like that's all the more reason to say, where's my prior data that's letting me perceive this room in this way? Cause the energy is the energy. But if one feels good and one feels bad, you know, you're not neutral, you know, you're not zero and both scenarios are an opportunity to clean. Right. And uh, it's, I mean, you can, you can use the technique to, you know, clean your, your, your phone or your computer or, or other things that get, you know, bombarded with other information. And uh, it's, uh, it's like uh, they, they used to degauss a TV set. They used put a big magnetic ring around it so it, it would er erase all the memories in, in the TV. Now the TVs are do it themselves. You, know, you, you had a problem if you turn your vacuum cleaner on your old t color TV because it changed all the colors. So it's uh, uh, it, it's like that. That's a manifestation of reality that our, our thinking can do that. Uh, yeah, because all the data in our world is coming through layers upon layers upon layers of filters before it gets to our beingness and it interacts with the stuff that we've had in the past. And it's like clearing really kind of both directions. We were talking a little bit before we went live about how these techniques can be used in application to other people or even spaces to get a house mm -hmm. to sell and that type of thing. Uh, could mm -hmm. you speak kind of dive into this part of it a little bit? Because it's definitely something we could probably all use a little bit of. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, it's like a, a, it's a technique, it's the same technique, except for you actually start, you, like, you want to sell your house. And, and he would say, well, talk to your house, you know, tell your house, A, you're going to sell it, you, you, you want it, you want the house to be happy with the sale, you want to cleanse the house, and and do the cleaning and and you can actually s say as if the house was alive say you can clean yourself and this is what you say you know the, the four phrases and the, and the house settles down um he gave an example of uh somebody's working with a, a building material and, uh, and and the wife came up and said something wrong with the nails the nails don't get along with each other you can't build a house with the nails arguing and and they worked on the nails and got them to be settled down and then the project went on i mean it sounds rather fantastic but you all know people who uh, had a hard time selling their house and some people just put their house up and it goes in in a week and uh, uh, it's a technique uh, and it has to work because it, it's worked in the past but it just takes a while for you to get you know settled in on how how to do it you know talking to your chair or talking to your house or anything you want to sell you can say okay you know clean yourself i'm going to clean you i'm going to clean me about you and there you then off you go and see what happens but okay. yeah. 
And I think that last part was the real key because this could appear as kind of paradoxical to one of the key parts, which is it's all about you. It's all in you, but you're doing it as a recognition that this is another aspect of divinity, another part of me as the house. And by clearing the house, you're clearing you. And who knows that that nail argument might've been an argument that you're picking up on between two workers about arguing about something at Home Depot and like that energy is in the house and you're just clearing that. So I don't go, don't get too tripped up thinking about it because it really still is all about you. You you don't have to understand it to the nth degree. You You can just do it without any concept except for just you you're basically giving yourself a, a house blessing and uh, with the whole ponopono technique and, uh, and there's a lot of religions who you know who uh, you know bless houses and uh, and it's the same concept it's yeah. just a different way I know a local store they sell a ton. I think it's, is it St. Benedict? I forget which saint. It might be St. Jude. I don't know. But you buy the little statue and you bury them upside down in your yard. And that it's like a little blessing ceremony to get the house to sell. In Access Consciousness, we have a thing and talk to the entities where you can talk to the land. And the Pakukuna tradition of Peru, you can talk to the Pachamamita of the land and do a thing to clear it. So like this, it's the same theme again with different vocabulary from different traditions. And But it's all coming down to just clearing the, cleaning the energy and acknowledging your part in whatever's showing up. Well, I know in the Jewish tradition, there's a, they put a little thing up. I, I, don't, I don't remember it clear enough, Medusa or something. And you nail it to the doorway and it, it's a house blessing so that everybody who passes it, who goes into the house, gets blessed with the, with the blessing. I, I know you, other traditions where you, you, can, you can bless the archway of your house or your your business where you work and just bless the archway and, and let other people come through. You don't have to bless every single person. And some people might not want to be blessed, but you can you can bless the archway and let the uh, showering effect have happened. Oh, and thank you, jo- uh, uh, Debbie was offering when I was talking about the statue that you bury. It is St. Joseph. I, uh, right. Apologize to any recovering Catholics and Catholics I might have offended, but St. Joseph is the one that you would bury upside down in, in the yard. And for right. me, it would be building a despacho and you bury the despacho in the yard from the Paco tradition, and, or you just talk. Uh, the main thing is that you can connect and clean. You're connecting to it as an aspect of you and being able to clean whatever energies that you're seeing in the house that are also showing up in you because you're creating your entire reality through choice and non-choice. So the house, if something's wrong with the house, where did it come from? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah and you don't have to worry about that <laughs> yeah you don't have to worry about that yeah that, that's one of the things i loved in one of the videos someone raised their hand in one of his classes and said when you say these words do you have to mean it <laughs> and, and, he, and he's just like he's like do you have to mean it when you hit the delete key on your keyboard no <laughs> so it's really just a matter of doing it and not overthinking it and and just cleaning it it's as easy as erasing a whiteboard. There you go. It's uh, yeah. It's uh, you don't have to have the thirty-five levels of understanding. It's just the first one. But, uh, there's a uh, uh, this one here. There's two other things I could think of. One is uh, uh, he addresses yeah, you know, like uh, women uh, uh, and men, and he he says there's a. Uh, uh, there's a, a lot of suppressed anger 
for the way women have been treated and uh, by men in general. And it says, it goes back to the Bible. It said, you know, uh, Adam and Eve are in the Garden of Eden and uh, uh, they, they, bit, they beat, ate the fruit of the tree of knowledge, which is symbolic of trying to understand everything as opposed to being in the state of purity. You know, they were, they were pure, they ate from the tree of knowledge, good and bad, good and evil. And God said, something's wrong, something's different. And, uh, and he goes, Adam, what happened? She made me do it. Mm -hmm. Right at the beginning of time, the guy blamed the women. And it's been trickling down ever since. There's been suppression of women. Women couldn't even vote like 100 years ago. I mean, it's, uh, it's so all this is subconsciously laid into you know, women and minorities, anybody being mistreated. And uh, you can use, you know, the Ho'opono technique to, you know, try to get out of the, the uh, perpetual uh, suppression and, and, and anger. I mean, you, you can see it in the TV shows. There's all sorts of uh, men and women being married and, and now the guy looks like an idiot and the woman says, well, why didn't you just do it this way? And then you would have, you would have been okay. And it's like a comedy, but you know, like Tim, the two man Taylor and so it's uh, uh swinging the other way. All right. So they've, uh, they've had, you know, they got more female writers in, in a, so, so it's, uh, it, we can, we can go back to traditions and, and, society or we could go uh you know uh, we can have an, another layer of understanding but uh, another layer of understanding is uh, uh when you're turning within you're addressing your inner child and and there's a little story with this inner child your inner child everybody has one and and the, and the job of the inner child is to protect the soul or the heart. And they get beat up with all the emotional pain that, they, that we go through. And, and this is where you can say, you know, you, know, you know, I'm sorry, you know, I love you, please forgive me, I thank you. And this has to be very tender because of all the harshness that's gone through the inner child will protect the heart one of two ways if it's really being beat up it'll either develop the the ego and the ego will be inflated and so that the person can't be hurt anymore or the they build up the heart wall and make it a crystallized thing and it, and then there's no love that can get in and out. And by using the Ho'oponopono, you can address the damaged inner child to become more whole. And you address that, it will ripple out to all the other parts of being. Now, yeah. I have a comment and kind of a question from Anne-Marie. I don't know if you're familiar with this uh, particular 
a reference that she's making Jewish mm -hmm. and I might mis mispronounce it Mezuha. I apologize, I mispronounced it. Could this be used to remove uncomfortable residual effects of our past lives or those experienced by our ancestors? I'm not really familiar with the technique, so you might need to give us more context. But if it if it sounds similar to what we're talking about, I would say, well, what are the differences and what can you incorporate from what we're talking about into that tradition or vice versa and, and just add to it and create more with it? Because what else is possible? Like even if it wasn't exactly intended for this, if it has some of these themes, Mm -hmm. you, you, it could it could certainly be used because intention drives everything. Mm -hmm. And when we say in the, the Paco tradition that an Alta Messiah, a fourth level priest, they could do a ceremony 100% wrong and still get the desired results because the intent is what's driving it, not the, the actual tangible things that you're doing. And I would think that it would be the same thing if you have the intention that this is going to create that, but coming from the space of it is about me, what in me created that or, or is resonating with these things that I'm picking up on on the land and from my ancestors and then asking the questions, I love you, I forgive you, I forget the four already. I, I know I'm not really thinking about them. <laughs> well, uh, I, I'm sorry, <laughs> I love you, please forgive me, I thank you. But uh, the, 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 the mezuzah is a, like a, uh, it's a, it's a house blessing, it's, it's a blessing. So. I would say you could use the blessing any way you want. You know, it, it, it's designed for the house, but it's it's still a blessing. You know, it's, it's, uh, you know, I don't know any restrictions on it. <laughs> right, and if there is a restriction, that there could be data that could be cleaned, and why not take the possibility off of a potential tool that has the ability to heal and shift things that are uh, pain points into possibility points instead. Yeah. So, uh, see, did you have one more thing there? I thought you said you had two uh, got, things. Yeah, I kind of blended them together, but there's a oh. the pure state of zero or zero state or pure heart or uh, you know, bliss or, or divinity. Uh, uh, that's how we're like born, and then we, you know. As we grow up, we get uh, uh, you know, memories. <laughs> we create memories, and uh, and uh, and the memories are always you know, past, and they're located in the subconscious. So we uh, we do the process of you know, you know d d dissolving these memories because uh, uh, you know an event or a memory is should be short-lived it, it's like a, a, it's a messenger and we, we can look at the message and then get get away then get away from it just don't hold on to it if we can detach ourselves from it then uh then we we can say thank you for that message you know and 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 grow from it if we just uh, hold on to every issue that we ever experience it's uh, uh, changing our environment and changing our, our, our energy level in a direction that we don't want to be. Right. I had a thought too again, and it just went poof. That's the second time that it's <laughs> happened to me this time around. 
Usually it only happens on Fridays when I'm streaming with Dr. K. We call it Poof the Magic Dragon because we had a thought and poof. I think you came up with that. Actually, yeah, I think I, I did. <laughs> you did. Uh, uh, you going puff? You going poof? <laughs> yeah, not sure where I was going with that, but if you have, we're kind of approaching the the hourish mark around 55. We try to. Um, wrap up so that we can keep it under an hour to be Instagram TV friendly and all that. But if you have questions, comments, any um, personal experiences where you would want a little bit of facilitation around using these things, now is the time to post them. Now afterwards, you can always make a comment afterwards and we will get to it. Just make sure you tag myself or tag Ernie. And if you're listening to this on the podcast, you can head over to the YouTube channel of the Sonic Shaman and you can, uh, and you can make a comment on the video there and we'll be sure to answer things after the fact. And as a reminder for everyone watching, if you do want to listen to archives, it's all on iTunes, uh, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spotify, it's on all those things. So you can take us to go uh, when, whenever you want to have a little bit of inspiration on the run. What would you say is the most important thing I mean, all these concepts, uh, it's hard to put them in a hierarchy, but if someone, if you were to put something as to something to focus on first to really start anchoring this concept, what would you say would be the best thing for people to focus on? Hmm. Let's see. Well, uh, the, the one way to look at it is the end result of, of getting back to zero or your heart is uh, it, you're in a spirit. There's in that realm is enlightenment and, and inspiration. And it's like a personal inspiration for you to do what time comes to you best. Uh, it's, uh, it really does help in figuring out what to do next. You know, sometimes we, our ego is driving us kind of crazy. Well, we got to have a house. We got to have a car. We got to have everything. We got to have a job, and, and the answer might be maybe not. Maybe you can work on your own. Maybe you can live with your brother for a while. And you know, different approaches come through inspiration, and it, and it, you know, the, the the secret and stuff like that. They they're they're like uh, embracing. You know, this, if you want something, you go get it. Well, it might be not you that wants it. It might be your conditioning that wants it, and you don't know any better. But <laughs> you, you, you could actually write a book or, or sing or do you know, artwork, and, and you, you'd be happier. It'd be an adjustment. And, and that inspiration is uh, what we're lacking in, in our society. We, we don't leave a lot of room for inspiration. That inspiration gives you, you know, closer towards a perfection in life. Something from the Oxford group was like when you go into meditation or when you have an inspiration from spirit or you think you do, because sometimes you think you do, but it's not. Uh, you would test that inspiration against uh, the four absolutes, which you would ask, is it loving? Is it honest? Is it selfless? Is it pure? And if you know, the test against those four things, you can rest pretty well assured that it's something congruent with the body being and beyond. And that is something that is not coming from ego. But if it mm -hmm. doesn't, if it, if it 
if, if it triggers one of those four things and you know, well, this is probably my ego telling me something that it thinks I need, but I don't really need. And that's a, a great little compass to kind of mm -hmm. test the waters. But, and I would say for my biggest thing for people to work on is everybody's at different, different points in their lives. And sometimes like this whole talk about owning it all and everything might be like, well, that's total BS because so-and-so did something to me. I would invite people to suspend the disbelief and just use the tool. When I got sober, my mantra for a year, and I thought it was total BS, but someone told me to say it many, many times a day, and I did, and it was self-pity and gratitude cannot coexist. And every time I felt like I was a victim and I felt I couldn't control something or what uh, something was out of my realm, I, I was taught to say that and then put it into a gratitude statement. I wish I could help so-and-so turned into, I'm so grateful I'm in a place that if and when they're ready for help, I can be a service. And it took about a year and then there was a shift and I started being grateful for everything. So even if you think these guys, these two guys, Hank and Ernie are so full of it, <laughs> take those four things anyway and yeah. keep doing it. And there's like a, a teeter totter. You're putting like weights on this one side and eventually it comes a tipping point where it just gets easy. So sh just show up and take action. And that is going to create results. Even if you're, mind doesn't believe it at first because you're going to stay the course and you're tapping into that collective energy where it is working for all these people. Just give mm -hmm. it a little bit of a chance. And uh, Jennifer was just tuning in saying so much great information. Thank you guys. You're very welcome, Jennifer. Uh, any final thought you'd like to add? Unless we get a question like here in the two seconds, uh, any final thought? Mm -hmm. Well, uh, I suggest people, you know, look up Ho'oponopono and, and, and research it and, and try it. And, you know, it's uh, it's the four phrases. There's there's songs, all sorts of different songs that uh, people are singing. Ho'oponopono, and you don't need the song, but uh, it's it's the desire to release the problems and embrace you know, yourself and and your own love of yourself first, and then love everyone else. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Ernie. And thank you everyone for tuning in. And uh, we will catch you on the next episode. Thank you so much. Bye, everyone. Hey, bye. Thanks for joining us today for the show. The Sonic Shaman is part of the Emergence of Being Contributor Network. Visit emergenceofbeing.com to learn about all the contributors and learn about our services and upcoming events. Please take a moment to subscribe to the channel. You can contribute to the show by supporting our efforts and sharing our content with those you care about and those who need it most.